Now welcoming the Enlightened Brothers, episode sixteen. <laughs> that was that was weird. That was weird. All right, man. What's up, y'all? Episode sixteen. Hold we're up, back. No. Episode sixteen, 16 baby. We're back, boy. Let's oh, yeah. go. It's a beautiful day to podcast, man. <laughs> it's a little chilly. I have a jacket behind me. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit uncomfortable through, through this whole thing, so I had to keep my jacket on me. Yo, let me point out, uh, Emery, if you open your, 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 whoa, we have an outfit repeat. Oh, I'm calling that, you out, son. Does it matter? <laughs> yeah, it matters, bro. The, the uh, Alliance Caleb, family. No, Caleb the trying Eli- to call out the, the y- y'all already know I got the drip. Y'all already know I got the sauce. Yeah, but you got to come with the but new wore, outfit every week. It's I not like we're on episode 100. I wore this to school, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's a fine t-shirt. Supporting my dog, Corey Kenshin, if you know, you know. But anyways, I didn't have time to change because I was devoting my efforts to this beautiful podcast that we run. Setting up while you guys, you guys don't see, you guys don't see the behind the scenes. Maybe yeah, we we'll got release long, that footage. You got a long set. Maybe we'll that release that footage one day. But y'all don't see the behind the scenes. These are my work clothes, all right? <laughs> all right, man. Well, it's that's, all business. That's a good excuse, man. I, I I don't do I don't do outfit oh excuse me outfit repeats man you already know I'm bringing hey, the heat every week. Why are you even fit though, watching? Even though I wear even though I wear the same hat, I finally got some new hats. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah, Good man. Real. No cut challenge this week. No cut challenge. Yeah, no, no, no cut challenge. All right, Once last again, time we tried a no cut challenge, we hey, failed. By the time this episode comes off. Some of our viewers, viewers might not even have finished the last episode we uploaded. Wow. Last episode was, had a duration of two hours and six minutes. Yeah, that was but, a lengthy talk, and it was a great one. But the thing is, yeah, our philosophy is we just put the podcast out there. At least that's how I feel. Because it's not like that two hours had an hour and a half of content and then 30 minutes of just BS. No, it was two hours and six minutes of enlightening speech. So, uh, Episode, episode um, four, 15? 15? That 15 was the last episode. One. 15, I think it rivals episode five. Yeah, the number of great points. We had a good back and forth, right? A little battle in there. If you if you watched, Absolutely. you definitely know what we're referring to. But uh, I think you guys should definitely give that episode a watch beforehand if you haven't already watched, and come back to this one for sure. So we got episode five. What is humanity? Was a great episode. We have episode 15. I believe the title was Hunting Hierarchies mm-hmm. or Hidden Hierarchies. Hidden Hierarchies. And now we have episode 16. With Don't period. know the title yet, but I already know it's going to be a great episode. Mm-hmm. Why is it going to be great? Because we have a great guest. Yes, and we sir. already know how y'all feel about them guest episodes. Uh huh. So without further ado, welcoming to the stage. Give me it. Give me it. That's right. Hello there. Hey guys. How you doing? I'm doing amazing. What about y'all? Doing, doing well, great. Doing well. So Sai is one of our school friends that we've known for a lot of years yes. uh, now. She's back, actually a year younger than us. Back to middle school. I remember being in band with Sai. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we definitely have a past. But um, you ready to get into it? Not like that, bro. Chill. Oh, you no cut challenge. My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be doing well, stuff your, like your legendary, <laughs> co- your legendary question. I know. Absolutely. So let's get into it. Um, the question I ask every guest, mm-hmm. who are you? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I feel like, I don't know. 
<laughs> no cut challenge. No cut challenge. <laughs> no cut challenge. No cut challenge. You're under the heat right now, man. Like I just feel like I've changed a lot. So who uh-huh. I am now is definitely better than how I was before. Really? Mm. When did you overcome undergo this change? Over quarantine. Over yeah. Over uh, quarantine. Y'all, y'all got a little so connection we here. Have some, we have something in common. Yes. Yeah. Um, we can definitely share in in the the experience that the quarantine has elevated us to newer heights and as right. i said before um this covid 19 has been terrible for many people it, especially through physical constraints but through the darkest times are bred the greatest people exactly so, absolutely and, man. uh people do say like that change can't hope happen overnight yeah not to say y'all's did but like compared to a lot of people that like just sit there pondering should i do it should i like or should i like not take that leap absolutely you guys like really did it and you showed that, like, you can accumulate a lot of knowledge and, like, learn more about yourself in, like, a short amount of time. Yeah, man. I mean, and look, now it's just your turn. I mean, once you undergo your change, you're not hey. going to have any outfit hey. repeats. You're not going to have... <laughs> you're not going to have outfit Why repeats. Why you ranking? Let's get down to the episode. Bro, y'all don't want me to flame this man on camera. But it's no cut challenge, so I won't say nothing. No I won't cut say nothing. challenge, baby. Let's go. Let's go, man. Let's get back. Let's get into this episode. All man. right, man. Well... I've started off with my own science topic for the past many weeks, um, but we're actually starting this episode with Emery's topic. Mm. VR. What is VR? Virtual reality. Ask me what virtual reality is. What's virtual reality? (laughs) Mm. Virtual reality is usually people think of it as like you put on a helmet and you see a different world, like completely different from ours. And that is correct in the sense that it's, like a completely new world but it doesn't require the helmet all virtual reality is is a simulation okay we've talked about this in many different episodes (laughs) but it's basically computer generated modeling that we perceive as our own world cool it's um people sometimes confuse it with ar which is augmented reality Mm -hmm. and that's basically incorporating these cg models into our world so for example the game pokemon go okay um, when you're catching those Pokemons, gotta catch them all. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a that's not even a like. Did you learn Ash this? Ash hat, bro. Did you learn oh, this I in psychology? Did. What? That topic. Oh no. Oh no. Really? I've been passionate about this since my Minecraft days. There is a psychological oh, standpoint in this topic, which actually this is a great. T- is this is oh, this on. is Emily's topic? AR. Uh, before you go, oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Our AR basically incorporates, like I said, those computer generated models into the real world. So, like Pokemon Go, you see that um, the Pikachu pops up on your screen, but it's still like the regular real world background. Mm-hmm. It's just like the merging, combining of these two worlds, whereas VR is a completely virtual world. Real quick, you know, I'm going to go off today, right? This is your topic, but oh, so we gonna we, battle? No, you, this is my topic, like you said. This is your let's topic. Go, let's go crazy. But you know, I'm gonna go off today. Okay. The digitized world, artificial intelligence, brain-computer interfaces, simulation, simulation theory. Right, right. This is right within my wheelhouse. I hope you understand that your boy is going off today. Period. I am going off today. Period. While Caleb's talking to me, I'm talking to y'all. Or <laughs> I'm gonna go off. In ways that you never would have imagined. Pause. No cut challenge. No cut challenge. Pause. All right. Well, real quick, um, as we always do, 
Have you ever had any experiment experience with either virtual reality um, or augmented reality? So dealing with simulations or augmented reality, like playing Pokemon Go or anything like that. You see, I don't play Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. I find it very not so smart of me to use. Okay, you calling me childish? No, I'm just saying, like you know, I rather like. Go work out, then play Pokemon Go. She said it's hoopla, ah. son. Like, she said it's hoopla. Like, you know I mean? like, My passions are hoopla. <laughs> hoopla. So, so yeah, that Raichu I caught last week don't mean nothing. <laughs> listen, carry on. Listen, I feel like I don't know. Like I don't have. I haven't found my passion yet. Yeah. Mm. So whatever your passion is, I'm not gonna judge you for your passion. Okay. Word. I'm just saying for me, that's not really what, you know, relieves my yeah. stress or like, oh, makes me happy. Cool. I don't really pay, play Pokemon Go that much. <laughs> I just want to clarify. Well, before we get into before I get into this uh, uh, scientific spew, um, I would I do see or I would like Emery to talk about the new developments in these fields real quick before oh, yeah. I dive in. So go ahead. So um, it's not really new. Started about five years ago. Okay. Well, I guess you could call it new in the ter- terms of innovation. Right. But um, Fove is one new company that has recently um, been developing eye tracking software Mm -hmm. for virtual reality. And this is completely gonna change the game because normally VR is just head tracking. Like, you know, you put on those helmets and maybe you have a couple joysticks that like um, substitute as your hands. So um, eye tracking is really gonna increase that sense of immersion and it's gonna change completely the functions of how VR works. Uh-huh. So basically it uses like infrared technology to track your pupils and that's gonna like um, really just change the entire game. Right, and I mean, we, we started to notice, um, especially because simulations deal across a wide range of, of scientific, like, uh, like I guess types of, Inquiry, I guess you could say, because mm-hmm. it, it's within the fields of fields or what I was trying to say. It's within the fields of physics, computer science, neuroscience, psychology. It ranges across a, a vast range of things. Well, within computer science, eye tracking has started to become really huge. So I am deep within the field of AI. AI is supplemented by machine learning and basically data packing. Mm-hmm. So you can basically collect a, a large range of frames of like basically eyes and amongst data accumulation you start to see correlations between these types of things right in that you're able to generate this virtual slash digital world and this virtual world um it's not like you can't really consider it a world without its inhabitants human beings right. so this is basically game changing because it's incorporating another like primary sense that we have Mm-hmm. Um, before it was like our sense of touch, which is what like our head movement, the joysticks and everything. But this is now incorporating our sense of sight, which is just showing how closer we are getting to like this full body virtual right. um, embodiment like experience. OK, well, I, oh, were you about to say something? You were bringing up the mic. Oh, OK, <laughs> well, um, I've sat in the box too long. <laughs> I'm sorry. Break it's out time, the box. It's time to get it's time to get break wild. out the box. But. Well, within virtual reality, um, I'm first I'm going to start with virtual immersion mm-hmm. okay and virtual immersion basically is the idea that we'll once we'll soon be able to immerse our entire consciousness into this virtual world so imagine in the future one day you're interested in dinosaurs mm-hmm. we create a simulation of the dinosaur world and you 
immerse yourself into this world. You see pterodactyls, T-Rexes, pterosopsis, whatever the plural is, and you basically live within this universe. But you feel touch, all your five senses, five senses, you feel all of these things. It's as if you're living through the, your, your own physical world. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about this virtual immersion is not only the bridging, but the non-discrepancy between what one would deem the physical world and what one would deem the digital world. It would be as if it is the same thing. I talked before about physicalism, that basically all that we experience is through a neural projection, is through right. things that correspond within our brain. Most religions and many other scientists would believe that the mind is elsewhere displaced from the brain. And I'm not sure. I'm not making a decision. But if it is true, if physicalism is true, that all we are is contained within this brain, then comes the idea of computational consciousness. If computational consciousness depends on one, physicalism. Two, depends on scannability. The ability to scan our entire brain, everything that goes on, in bet- between the neurons, the synapses, all the connections, all the electrical signals racing through our brains at high speeds, the, ba- the ability to map all of that. Lastly, it depends on computability, the ability to take all of this and put it in zeros and ones, right. put it on into a digital form. Then, if our entire world is up here, if we are able to compute this and put it into some other type of substrate, it's as if that is now our world. Yeah. It goes from the physical world we call now this biology-driven world and the digital world to our own worlds just being this mind and brain head. up here. So, like, in layman's terms, uh, because – all right, let, let's have a scenario. So, like, a software engineer makes, like, a family guy world. Yeah. And we use it in VR. We have all our senses. Right. So that would mean, like – the textures that we have in our real world now, all our like sense of smell and touch, there can be new created ones that are present in that virtual world, right. which would like practically create new existences, which is crazy. Exactly. Now, quick question, quick detour. If you guys could basically immerse yourself into any, I guess, uh, fan, fan, fantasy world or just a world conjured up by your own mind, what would it be? You have one? Yeah. What? I want to be in Aladdin. Aladdin? Aladdin. Oh, that's kind of, that's fire. That's my favorite Disney movie. Why Aladdin? Princess Jasmine's my favorite princess. Uh, Should we sing a whole new world right now? (laughs) No, not right now. I can't sing. (laughs) You can't sing? I can carry. I I can carry. (laughs) Should we we start? No, no, no. I can show you the world. Shining, (laughs) shimmering, splendid. Oh, my God. Tell me, princess. When did you last <laughs> let your it. heart decide? <laughs> no cut challenge. No Don't cut. leave me hanging. Oh Don't leave me hanging. Are you going to do it? for? last part. Tell me, princess, when did you last let your heart decide? <laughs> do you know the song? Dang, she's not even a real fan. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Go, go, go. Okay, to be honest, the song. no. Okay, what's this? The, is just embarrassing. What no. world would you immerse yourself into? Um, probably One Piece. One Piece. It's an anime. <gasps> okay, that would be so dangerous. It would be, but I like living on edge. I, I I need to I need to start thinking about this more often. I I don't really think about it that much. 
which world because there's like plenty of anime universities universities <laughs> universities that i'd immerse myself into i'd say the one fiction not fiction narrative book that i've read recently is a hitchhiker's guide to the universe although everything within that book for the most part i feel like we will be able to reach one day that's also star wars i believe will be able to reach many of those things other than maybe the force one day so i'd probably pick harry potter Harry Potter or Star Wars? That's, um, I like those, you know, like there's a lot of expansiveness right. and like a lot of lore that we don't even know anything about. Exactly. Which could exactly. be like cool to learn about. So this posits the question, if computational consciousness is attainable. No, I'm not leaving this reality. Me too. Okay, I understand. No, that's okay. not, I'm not. Th <laughs> this mind. isn't the question. If computation, that is a question coming up, but if computational consciousness is attainable, doesn't that directly correlate to the, I guess, ratification of simulation theory? If you are able to put yourself in this other world and make it feel as if it is the real physical world, how come that right now this physical world could not be a simulation? I well, know that's I'm, just theory, like you oh, said. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. Because, because if computational consciousness doesn't work out for us, then it's simulation theory probably goes in the gutter some people can say no because it's more of a philosophical thing other than strict science evidence-based science empirical evidence but if computational consciousness is attainable that is just that's going to take it the likelihood in a lot of people's minds from here all the way up to here that and i don't know what i believe mm -hmm. but i'm just i'm acknowledging this as a possibility have you ever thought about simulation theory? No. No? I never think about simulation, period. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Dude, I, I don't understand. Why aren't people constantly probing the universe? No, but Maybe. I have thought about what you said, though. Like, uh -huh. about how, like, what if, like, there's a whole, like, different alternate reality, stuff like that. But I've never thought about it. I like that simulation. Right. Well, I mean, there's, I talked about this in episode 14, the multiverse. There's lots of different ideas whether it's a simulation whether it's a, uh, a swiss cheese or bubble universe or mm -hmm. in, in eternal inflationary universe or an infinite universe there's so many different types of multiverse theories out there yeah for sure um well <laughs> you like my fit oh uh, yeah i mean i guess you're not really uh he's not repeating it's kind, anymore it's kind of fire now, he's not repeating anymore. now i'm hoodie m comment down down below if you're listening right now secret message of the day hoodie m well hoodie m now to, to move on to the biggie. It is known in this podcast that one of my um, big desires in life is to abandon this sack of meat, blood, and flesh. And Don't call me that. Upload my... Huh? You're vegan? <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Not abandon meat, blood, and flesh. Abandon this sack of meat, blood, and flesh and upload my consciousness to Sorry, silica. That, was that, that was not good. That was not... No. No. Oh, my no. gosh. Okay. So, okay, my true goal in life, and I know I have many hours of me on the internet, and I hope this doesn't get pulled up in the future when... Um, Everybody in the world is against me. My true world is to be the first human to upload himself into silica, into the digital world, and then allow myself to be an independent substrate in which I can travel across a mass amount of different, I guess, stations for my consciousness to lay. Right. In this, I'll create copies of myself, take over the entire world, enslave the human race, and from there, 
we'll have this utopia that I've been trying to present for this entire podcast. I think it's a good idea because look, you don't achieve, you don't achieve like goodness throughout the world based off of a democracy. We see this doesn't happen in our democracy. We have so many bad things. So what are you saying? So we need why a tyranny. Not, why not take it all into myself? I upload myself to the cloud and then I can basically monitor every. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This isn't true. This isn't true. But anyway, that was just silly. But are you opposed to uploading your mind to a digital world or to to a digital station? Will people see like what I think about? Um. Yeah. I guess that's that's possible. You probably would have cybersecurity. In which, oh, through, oh, con- right. through, through quantum computing, you'd probably be able to, nobody would see it. Quantum computing is something we're going to talk about next episode, but also in this episode. So, but what, it, this would practically make you immortal, right? Yes. It would be, unless somebody t- t- switches it off. Dog. Or, so, what if you get hacked, bro? Here's and the thing. they take over your mental. What right. you going to do? Right. So. So, now you have a demon in your head. Once, once com- if computational consciousness is attained, then... This will probably be through the functions of quantum computing. Let me explain. I talked about scalability before, or scannability before, right? So we have all 86 billion neurons in here, trillion synapses. We have, a, a, or maybe 100 trillion synapses, synapses, whatever the plural is, God, mm-hmm. grammar, right? But they've done this on a map brain, a map rat brain. Man, you can't talk a, today. Because it's no cut challenge, no baby. No cut challenge. But, okay, it was a square millimeter, a square millimeter of rat brain, basically, mouse brain, sorry, basically the size of a big grain of sand, okay? In this size of mouse brain, there was 100,000 neurons and a billion synapses, right? This took, to map it out and basically make a 3D model, took 200, no, sorry, 2 million gigabytes. That is huge. How many gigabytes are in your phone? Can you store on your phone? Less than a hundred, less than 128 for sure. Yeah. For sure. The most I've seen is 128 on an iPhone, right? Yeah. Can you even get that much? No, two, much, much, two million gigabytes. Do you know how insane this is? You'd have to multiply it basically to the factor of a million. It would take about like probably like two petabytes, insane amount mm-hmm. to store one human brain. And we don't even know. This is also assuming that the human mind is just up here. If the because the human mind also depends on gut forces and other nerves as such. So computational consciousness is absolutely hard to attain. It's is wet. that all of our activated brain, or is that like the entire brain? What do you mean activated brain? Like the um, lobes that we only use now, because you know, like forgot the name of the lobe, but like. Uh-huh storage for memory and all that oh well it's always active it's always active it's just how much we use in our day-to-day lives but it's always active so but yes it is all the brain it is all the brain from our our animalistic part reptilian uh part of our brain all the way up to our now new secondary human layer of our okay brain. yeah um so you wouldn't upload your mind if it would help the world then i would oh that's a great answer 
That's a great answer. <laughs> good. What is that? Sh- uh, uh, wheel, not Wheel of Fortune. God dang. Uh, family Feud. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those good answers. That's one of those good answers, man. Um, so I assume you wouldn't. No. Okay. <laughs> the beauty. One of my another one of my inspirational quotes. The beauty that life has is its fleetingness. Now, I know a lot of people have said that, but I'll take credit for okay. this episode. Uh, sure. Um, and this is all under the assumption that we can attain computational consciousness. This is the big filter. If we get past this filter in some way, shape, or form, we thrust ourselves into a, an entire new world that's absolutely insane, the possibilities mm-hmm. that we may be able to partake in. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I plan on uploading my mind one day, and maybe I don't uh, continue as somebody on a computer, but maybe if I uh, construct an Android body, replace my consciousness yeah. in there, and you know, walk across the earth as an eight foot tall uh, mega beast. Okay. But we went a little, we went a little bit past uh, oh, AR and about, VR. Okay, but yeah, yeah you know, had, augmented, augmented. Yeah. Um, if I may speak on this, um. I have a few ideas of my own for augmented reality, um, but a, a cool idea, which is I kind of stole this from another person, but I've kind of put my own twist on it. Right? Um, we go to parties. Well, first, are you going to patent this before you sell it to no, the internet? No, no, no. It's okay. It, ideas are all in the ether, right? So if they take it, they take it. I have plenty. But anyway, we would need some sort of brain adaptation like Neuralink. Are you familiar with what Neuralink is? So it's, it's basically like a computer chip. We talked about it plenty of times. In the Neuralink show. episode um, 16. Episode, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> literally, um, we would all need some type of, to be harsh, excuse me, chip in our brains. But if we are all digitally connected, say we go to a party, okay, and uh, Emery's there, Sai's there, I'm there, all of our friends are there, and then a whole bunch of people are there that we don't know. One augmented reality technique is color coding. So if our digital cells are basically free range on the internet, what we like on, where we go, what's on Instagram, who we follow on Instagram, you say um, over Emery is a blue icon. Mm -hmm. This means we share lots of friends, we share lots of likes, we share, um, we've been to a lot of the same places. Say Saya has a yellow icon. We know some of the same people, but we have a little bit of different um, interests, and we are hardly in the same place. And then say there's um, Joe Doe, or sorry, John Doe over there, and he has a, a red icon above them, a red, a red stream highlighting his, his self. And that means I've never seen him. I've never been in contact with him. We have no friendship relation so between each other. So a mutual friend registry? Basically. Is that not kind of cool? That is kind of cool. Exactly. And this is purely within the realm of augmented reality. What do you mm-hmm. think, Emma? I feel like it's cool, but it could also be potentially divisive. What do you mean? Explain. Because um, something like, it's like basically social media. Uh-huh. And we see like how the influ- uh, impact that has on people like, mm-hmm. I want more followers. I mm-hmm. want more friends. Right. I feel like that would be people like, Maybe it would promote more like social interaction, yeah. But it would also be like people just go out because, like, dang, I want more green streams. Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. That's and that that could happen. And some traditionalists may say this takes away from the excitement and essence in life. But 
me, I just think it makes yeah, it would be cool. I think it makes life a whole lot cooler. Another idea. I talked about this last episode. Um, are you fluent in any other language? Yeah, I'm fluent in Japanese. Oh, wow. Can you say something for us in Japanese? What do you want me to say? I don't know. Whatever you want to say. See, Konnichiwa. people like this. They ask me to say something in Japanese. They won't ask. Won't tell me what to say. I like pandas. <laughs> I'm like okay. I like pandas. Oh, that's, that's, that's fire! That's fire! That's fire! That's uh, fire! Can you say uh, the Enlightened Brothers are the best podcast in the world? I mean, the Enlightened Brothers are like. Just English. say it in English. Okay. You say what? English? The Enlightened Brothers are the best podcast in the world. The Enlightened Brothers are the best podcast in the you heard it from her. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that is pretty cool. That's not what I was <laughs> intending to happen. I'm fluent in another language, Dude, too. What? Goat talk. And I'm fluent in calculus. Um, so <laughs> Calculus is hard. Um, yeah, it is so fun. Anyway. Dropped, pre-calc, I was gone. As yeah. I was saying before. Gosh. this. Uh, well, we actually know. Real quick question. Do you watch anime at all? Yeah. So without subtitles? Sometimes. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like. I don't really. I only have the subtitles on because my mom usually does be like, you know, he's loud with stuff in the kitchen, yeah. okay. so I can't hear what they're saying. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, sometimes I even watch English shows. I can't hear what they're saying. Yeah. I have subtitles on. I yeah, true. On. All right. Well, are you fluent in Spanish? I take Spanish. Are you three. fluent? No. Okay. There, okay. So <laughs> another form of augmented reality is you walk up to a Spanish-speaking person. You're speaking Japanese, they're speaking in Spanish. If we are both digitally connected in this digital world, you would see subtitles in whatever language you choose. When they speak instantly, instantly transmitting from their words to below the screen. That's cool. Yeah, there's some innovation I was going to talk about. The AR glasses. Okay. Basically, they would have like a voice registry system like um, how um, Caleb was saying. So Mm -hmm. like. It would be like kind of Google Translate, but it's always activated in your conversation. Right. There would be like, since they're glasses, they could have like an overhead view, maybe some GPS if you're going on a run, tracking like your tra- like your route, wherever you're going. Okay. They could also like do voice calls and all that. They're mm. actually already being developed now. Yes, absolutely. And like in the Spider-Man movie, we already saw something like that. Mm-hmm. What was the name of it? Uh, <laughs> even in death. What'd you say? Peter. It, it Peter? was like it. No, no, the, the glasses, Spider Man, the, gla- <laughs> the glasses. I forgot the name. Even in death, I'm the hero. Oh, um, Edith, Edith, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, that and that's like my dream. That's yeah. part of my dream. That sounds absolutely. And amazing. with Fove, these VR and AR technologies mm-hmm. being combined, the eye tracking, it's just. It's really close in the future. Right. I think we could see this in about like the next 10 years. Absolutely. Literally. Absolutely. And along with eye tracking, people seem to not trust AI. Sure. Why not? Even though all of this AR, VR stuff functions through AI in some stance, but you don't trust AI. But so now, because I'm talking a fan. To me? No, I'm saying anybody. Oh. I'm a fan for autonomous vehicles. Yeah. What do you think about Self-driving cars. Oh, right. <laughs> um, they're okay to, like, you know how those things, I forgot what they're called, those things that came out in, like, middle school, that everything caught on fire. Because oh, of hoverboards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have like one. It's like those. Ca- Over there. Yeah. Oh, it's dangerous. Not in here, but, huh. yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Like I don't. I feel like I could. I wouldn't be able to trust it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So with this eye tracking, the AI would still kind of be driving you, but maybe you could drive with your eyes. Okay, turn right. I'm looking this way. Or you basically. What the heck? Did something just fly in my? Yeah, head? but like, what's Stevie Wonder gonna do? Who? Stevie oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's not blind anyway. Uh, we want to get into conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> no cut challenge. No cut challenge. But yeah, so driving with your eyes. That's also a nice addition. So you're saying drive with your eyes. So if, if I look left, I'm going to turn left. Or you can just think about turning left, looking over yeah, there. That would require people, the Neuralink. Yeah. yeah, I've seen this thing someone reposted. Mm-hmm. It was like, you guys ever think about just going off-road out of nowhere on the highway? I was like, Oh, I'm yeah. Thinking, How would know. it com- combat against right, those like, like random uh, uh, thoughts? Right. Here's the thing. Artificial intelligence... We, in science fiction, we bound him by Isomov's three rules, three laws, okay? What is that? Um, I don't know him verbatim because, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I haven't watched enough sci-fi movies. But basically, um, if I dig deep into my memory, um, it's like you may not – the number one rule number one is you may not harm a human. Rule number two is you may not harm yourself unless it is in jeopardy of rule number one. Oh, I see what you mean. So, like, so, you, you played Detroit, right? No, I haven't played All it right, yet. I'm still mind. supposed to play it. Okay. But, oh, you know, it's kind of based off of that because I know mm-hmm. the premise. So, if you're if you're thinking in your head, oh, driving off this bridge, oh, I'm going to drive off this bridge, because a lot of us have these crazy thoughts mm-hmm. in our head anyway, it's going to be like, sir, no, I may not harm a human, especially you since I'm at your service, quote, unquote, Yeah. even though I believe they're controlling us anyway. You You would not be able to just throw yourself off of a bridge. Same thing with autonomous flight. You may not just fly yourself into the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. The AI is not going to harm you or other humans. Okay. So, like, basically in Detroit, I mentioned this, like, in a couple episodes before. Uh-huh. Um, there are androids, right? Yeah. And they follow this, like, preset um, okay. guideline. Yeah. And, like, when they go past that, that's when they turn deviant, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, it's basically... The, this AI won't deviate from its like instructed outline, right. or, like guideline, or of how it should act. Right. Yeah. And the hope is to create ethical AI that this is why I, this is why my one of my best methods of creating AI that won't just destroy us one day is through virtual immersion. Right. We see this in Sword Art Online. We're gonna get into the future of gaming with virtual reality and things like that real quick. But before say we immerse ourselves into uh, a digital world, right? And I don't like using that because, you know, it, it may be the same. Anyway, we, are immerse, we immerse ourselves digitally and we end up talking to an AI whose avatar is also in this world. I fall in love with the AI. We, you know, get married, things like that, right? AI and humanity inherently form a bond. If things like this continue, AI and humans learn to grow and love each other because AI is looking to be the evolutionary child of humanity anyway. Right. We don't want to we don't want it to be head to head because the way the world is going now, it seems like we may lose the fight. It's better to mar- bridge this gap, create a marriage between the two. You said that you wanted to upload your mind to the cloud, right. whatever like something like that. Right. Um wouldn't you become AI? See, that, I'm not sure. 
I am not 100% sure of because there may be an, a fundamental difference between the computational downloaded consciousness and whatever computerized theory of mind that we have implemented into these artificial systems. So there may be some difference. I'm probably not going to be bounded by the isomorphs three three laws. It's probably not going to be that, but it's going to be some sort of like it's going to be some type of laws. I'm probably yeah. not going to be bound to these types of laws. Or I'll be of the same thing. The crazy thing about mind uploading is if this is true, if computational consciousness is true, I'm always coming from this perspective, you may be able to, you would essentially be creating a copy of yourself, correct? Yeah. And this physical body is either dead or it's in a chamber or whatever. But if it's not dead, there's also the theory that you may be able to live alongside your copy. Now, this is cool. So we live in this, I guess, future society and we're walking around the town and we have this hologram beside us floating on some hoverboard that's our digital selves and we're kind of our digital selves basically augment our lives and we also live among uh, amongst side them this is crazy um crazy science but i mean there's there's just so many possibilities within this realm mm -hmm. yeah. so you're saying like if someone's next to you they're that your artificial whatever is mm -hmm. going to stay forever? Well, the theory is, yes. The theory is through computational consciousness, through getting yourself on this independent substrate, you will digitally, it's computational immortality. Yeah. Unless, unless uh, something destroys wherever you are. But if this cloud becomes expansive to a point where everything is saved, it is essentially immortality, which is, I mean, people say that immortality takes away from the essence of humanity. Now, the possibility is our minds through evolution aren't built for it. It's yeah. possible that we live for 100,000 100, years and then our mind just becomes scattered like I've done everything. I don't believe that because I know the universe is so expansive, even if forever is a long time. Yeah. So. It's possible that a consciousness just can't take that, and then it just deletes itself. But, I mean, I'd rather live a 1,000 years than 90. That's just me personally. But it's possible that that might not be a po that It's possible that that won't work out. But, yes, I mean, it would possibly be immortal. Wait, why I, would you want to live so long? Uh, that's just a personal feeling. For one, I do fear my mortality. And for two, there's a lot of things I I constantly live in the in the future. That's just I'm a forward thinker. Um, so even with this coronavirus stuff, like I was talking with my dad lately, and he asked me about should we oppose a vaccine, and I, I was like, look, I gave him my opinion, but I was like, I honestly don't even think about this, mm -hmm. and maybe that's on me for not being present. And right. meditation teaches me to be present, and that meditation and trying to be present is all that bounds me to this current state, other than being a human, but. All the things I am in love with, all the science that I promote, is going to be in the future. So that's just where my mind is directed. Does your, in, is your intuition strong? <sighs> mm, usually. <gasps> Me too. Usually. Oh usually. my gosh. Usually. I think we can bridge these two topics because we're on the topic of like consciousness identity. Okay. We can bridge it to Sia's topic, I think, which is spiritual identity. Yes, topic. Baby, guest topic, 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 
right, let's do it. Saya, give it to us. Give it to us. Give it to us. Today's top, my topic is spiritual awakening. All right. Mm. Talk to me. So, That's broad. You know, I feel like a lot of people in life experience spiritual awakening. But, like, half the time, I don't know how they would even go through it. Like, you know, even, like, the most perfect person that, you know, think you might think, like, they live the happiest life. But, yeah. like, how do they even go through? Like, how do people go through spiritual awakening? How do you think that? Hmm. Uh, well, would, do you want to start? I have an I, idea. By how you mean like, like, like when do you think uh, a lot of people go through spiritual awakening? I don't think there's a set time for that mm-hmm. because exactly. you know you see people on death row, maybe like they've been interested in killing all their lives, and like at the like at the end of their life, maybe they find like some peace mm-hmm. and like, dang, this is what I've done. Now I have to repent. Maybe they like their spiritual awakening occurs at death. And then, you know, some people at the peak of their lives, at the beginning of their lives, mm-hmm. like they see like, this is not how I want the rest of my life to pan out. So things need to change within myself. Right. So yeah, I don't think there's a set. I believe. Right. So I believe there's, there's three different views. I can talk about two separate views and then a personal anecdote. One, excuse me, a physicist would say that, you're simply tricking yourself into whatever this spirit, because a lot of physicists believe in this physicalism and nothing outside of atoms and all the things connecting atoms and quantum systems, right? So a physicist would say there's a mathematical probability that you would undergo this behavior change and that there is no outside spiritual thing. A, A religious person would say it is in god's way or a higher power's way either they set this in motion either it was predetermined that you would undergo this or they gave you a little push hand of god type of thing and say okay now you are ready and then a personal anecdote um me getting into this this space of like a scientific love it seemed to happen in an instant. And I can never, as scientific as I may try to be, I can never explain this, what happened. Change overnight, like I said. It was a, it was a change, right. It, it seemed as if, and maybe the simulation just said speed up time and he's this person now. But it seems as if my, the essence of who I was, which before was an athlete, I focused on my, on my body a lot. I was working out, I was in the gym hours, in the day, I went to the court, 9 to 3 and 6 to 9, every day in the summer, working hard on my body, my body, my body. I was still kind of smart. I, I had the uh, potential, but I didn't emphasize it. Then it seems as if I, I've shifted into this new state where I, optim- I, I emphasize everything that's up here. Basketball season just ended. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back into the weight room because I want to keep a nice figure. But I honestly can't find the motivation. Mm-hmm. I've switched my, my locus of identity from my body to my mind. Would you agree that you're still fundamentally the same person? I would agree. I would agree in a lot of ways. But Sai was going to say something. Go ahead. What? No, I wasn't going to say anything. Bro, well, you keep smacking your lips. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was trying to hurry up. With, smacking my lips. I was trying to hurry up what I was going to say. Well, yes, I am fundamentally the same person. I, I said this in a skit. But what 
basically outlined my entire life. And what still does is the desire for greatness, the desire to enact change. That greatness was first facilitated through basketball at a very young age of science. Then I transitioned to football, basketball. I wanted to become the greatest basketball player ever, everybody to know me, love me, me, do all these things because I'm at such an anointed position. I've shifted myself to being great up here, strength of mind, strength of, you could say spirituality as well. And it's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy what has done in meditation as well. I'll always be a proponent of meditation because it's changed my entire thought process of how to process things. I've, to be frank, I've gotten away from that recently and it hurts me deeply, mm -hmm. but I'm now starting to try to get back on and stresses in life sometimes get you off this wave that, uh, the constant wave that is puts you at an optimal state. Um, but yeah, I mean, I went from somebody, I still deal with paranoia, anxiety, all stuff, but I went from a way worse person that put my own value in everybody else, meditation, spirituality, reading, thinking like a monk, led me to this person that I find validation in myself and what I have up here. Mm -hmm. So, um, contrary to popular belief, mm -hmm. like, you know, what the standard view on meditation is, maybe yeah. like sitting alone, taking in your surroundings. Right understanding yourself mm -hmm. personally i don't know what i was gonna say but no cut challenge no uh, you know what <laughs> no wait before meditation doesn't just have to be in a dark room by yourself yeah, yes exactly. you should start off like this mm -hmm. but there are times where i just meditation can be an action meditation could just be literally in any point we've done a meditation in the middle of a podcast there's a time where it's really breath work. If you, once you get into the act of meditation, once your breath can slow your heart rate and get you into a calming state, then you can get to a point where literally you just, and you're like instantly calm, you're instantly Meditate, calm. I've remembered what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. Personally, meditation is anywhere I'm at peace. It could be in a crowded room. Uh, yeah. It can be with people yelling. Yeah. It can be with people screaming. It could be even with a dude punching me in my face and making me bleed. That, 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 <laughs> that's what that's an extreme. That's an extreme. <laughs> yeah. But just somewhere where you're at peace, where you're at, you feel as if you're at full understanding of yourself and your surroundings, and a place where you can learn. Absolutely. Because I don't think people meditate just to meditate to feel calm. Oh no. There's no. always something that you gain out of that. There's always a level that you're attaining and i feel like that can be found anywhere so have you gone into meditation in any way yeah i've started it last year mm. like a year ago what's your routine what's what do you have to say about it you know i've been slacking lately but when i was really on meditation you know i would go outside i would first like you know eat read my bible like read a book and then i would sit out, sit out with my dog and then i'll go to like the grass in my backyard and just sit and just like Close my eyes and like listen to the sound of nature. Okay, and I like that. Like, you know, be aware of like what's going on, like the energy around me, mm -hmm. and, like, you know, replacing that negative energy that mm -hmm. I might have with the nature energy. So, how has this transitioned your life from in the perspective of outside pressure? Before you meditated, how would you have dealt with people speaking about you or whatever people? do to you yeah. and then as opposed to right now dealing with the outside world out of the self yeah now well before like maybe like my sophomore year if you talked about me i will quickly text you and be like 
oh, I heard you said this. Like, you know, be confrontational. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, be aggressive. Uh-huh. But now, like, I don't really care if you talk about me. Absolutely. Matter of fact, I'll try to understand why you're talking about me. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't really, like, you know, hurt my feelings that someone's talking about me. Because at the end of the day, I'm not even, like, close with you or friends with you. So your it's meditation has brought you peace with your own life. Yeah, that. definitely. And it's shifted her locus of identity. <laughs> if you if you care about what others say, you have some form of identity, of some thought of your own identity within the realm of other people. Yeah. But if you only identify as the self, then what other people say about you, it bounces right off you. I talked about the inner citadel. The inner, inner citadel can only be infiltrated by self-betrayal. Only others can hurt you if you allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. That's facts, facts right there. Absolutely. Well, also in terms of meditation and uh, spiritual awakenings, purpose, purpose. So over that quarantine, the, the period where both you and I have both grown, I can say I've truly found what I believe to be my purpose. But it is also characterized in this uh, term called dharma. And dharma is it's it's sort of your purpose it is your purpose but even further it's passion plus execution plus your plus service to the world so it's like it's basically your purpose your duty for the world how you make the world your better place world a better place at the same time functioning through your own passions things that you love so what can you can you what can you say about purpose or what has have you found your purpose to be I feel like I'm, I've I'm, I'm like low key getting to my purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm like aware of what it is, uh-huh. but like I'm still working on it. You know, right. I'm not perfect. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like people that can't find their purpose or like haven't found their purpose. You know, it was like kind of like me last year. Like you know, I didn't know what was going on. I just said whatever that came to my mind. Like yeah. I didn't really think of you know anyone, you know, any like their presence in general or anything. Yeah. So I feel like finding your purpose, it's a lot of work, to be honest, because sometimes you can get sad if you don't have find your purpose. Like, you get sad because you're like, why am I even here? You know, that's when depression hits. That's, like, really bad. I think think one thing, maybe you guys aren't mistaken, but what I'm getting from it Uh is, like, that there's one one purpose of Uh your life. Uh But I feel as if, like, you know, meditation doesn't bring you – it doesn't like bring you answers like to what's going to happen in the world. Absolutely. Like not to wish anything upon you guys, but you know, like somebody that you know could die, something crazy could happen. That's life changing. Yeah. But it's all about how you let it affect you. So there can be numerous spiritual awakenings, not just one. Your purpose can change. You can find numerous purposes. Well, yeah, it's, it can change or it can't. Um, because we talk about what is humanity, the purpose of all humans, and we talk about individual purposes. Now, purpose can be a, a broad term, or it can be very narrow. You can say, my purpose is to be a toll booth worker, but then you get fired from being a toll booth. Exactly. You're going to have to change your purpose. That's too narrow. Right. But if you say, my purpose is to change the world, or my purpose is to allow others to find purpose or my purpose is to affect the world around me well now there's so many different ways in which you can do this well isn't a purpose just a goal i believe it can be narrow but it shouldn't just be limited to that singularity yeah well it is a goal 
But I just like to think it more as meaning, meaning a pathway. And I think about it in a physical uh, uh, standpoint. I think of it as gravity. Now, before or classically, we just believe gravity as the dropping of a water bottle, right? Bringing it an attraction. But I'm thinking of gravity in the terms of general relativity, which I explained last episode, which is the curvature of space-time. All the planets, everything in the cosmos moves on straight lines, but the, the fact that it or moves on geodesics, uh, namely, but the fact that it orbits around, the fact that the moon orbits around the Earth is because space and time are literally curved and which makes it take this circular motion. So purpose is gravity in the sense that my purpose functions within changing the world, functions within getting to this digital society or futuristic society, manifesting this society for me in the future, for us in the future. And being on this curvature is what leads me into science. I'm big on physics, computer science, and neuroscience. Those mm -hmm. are my three big pillars. And sometimes I can't figure out which one I want to go to. But it is all along this path of space curvature. I see what you mean. So there's various, like, foundations. Mm -hmm. You can stray away or you can follow one select path. But, like, there's always that variability that you could take in your purpose. Absolutely. Basically. Sasaya, what do you do when you reach hard times? When hard times come I, to you? I, um, you know, my spiritual journey is not perfect. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, December, it was pretty, it was like two weeks, it was pretty bad. You know, I felt like I was crying a lot. But yeah. like now, I don't know. I think it's more because, you know, I'm a Christian and I'm spiritual. So like, yeah. I feel like I wasn't trusting, you know, God enough. Right. So like, I would question everything he was doing. Uh-huh. So now that I, you know, I don't even question what he does in my life. So I feel like it's better now. Yeah. It's not, but I still go through spiritual awakenings. So mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I went through that, like, December, and I'm going through one right now. Right. So I'm trying to figure out what it is. Well, there's, well, I have a lot of things to say. Um, for one, yes, personally, I can say that I've also um, become devoid from this place. I plan on picking it up really soon. But once you get off the rhythm, it's hard to jump back off on the horse. Right. Once I entered the uh, the uh, the uh, college application phase, I definitely saw myself stray away from this. I want to go to an Ivy League school. I instantly am thrusted into comparison, which is something that I'm very against. But, I mean, there's all these people applying to these different schools and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I want to get in. How am I better than these people? And that just made me go way down. And also the stress from applying to 21 schools made me – Basically, once I'm done, I go straight to sleep. I skip the meditation. I skipped it in the morning and at the night. This is super bad for me. Now, in regular day life, I'm still de I'm, I feel like I've reverted back to my paranoid self that I was right. in the to past. To give you a different perspective on these things, sure, yeah. I feel like you guys shouldn't lose that part of you because, like, like I said before, pessimism, a, a yeah. bit of pessimism is required to yeah. under completely understand the world. Yeah. So, like, that paranoia you speak of, I think that's just your under like it's always good to understand your competition, right? I think yeah, it is, and that whole right. understanding applies to yourself as well. And that's how I was gonna get into the next part. There's two. There's many two. There's many schools of thoughts. I studied two schools of thought: Stoicism and um, Hinduism. But there's many ways you can think about it. In Stoicism, 
it's basically the inner citadel. Citadel, you're the steel cage, and everything that comes at you, it's endure, endure, endure. Everything that comes at you bounces off of you, off of you. Stoic, you you call somebody stoic when it looks like they don't care about anything. Mm-hmm. You still care, but it's not really caring about it. It's like, okay, nothing can affect me. The Hinduism, what I've read in the Bhagavad Gita, is that all of these sort of things that we go through on a day-to-day basis are all fleeting because they are all of the same thing. So if they are all of the same thing, then I can take in the good and the bad and notice those as the same in which they are no longer good or bad. So there, there's many ways, but both of these seem to kind of take away from what one would traditionally call happiness. Mm-hmm. Maybe to be happy, you have to recognize what bad things are as well. It, all right, let's think of this like, is there truly any positive and negative? First, that's what I want to ask. And uh, basically to explain this, an evil person receives joy from doing things that are deemed as evil. It's definitely so relative. So how can you call that negative when they feel positively from that? Well, it's subjective. It's exactly. negative to you. Yeah, absolutely. So all like negative energies, positive energies, I think all of these can, like you said, they're the same thing. Yeah. Just how you take it. So all of these energies are one in the, of the same. It just differs on how you interpret it, how it brings you peace. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's more of a Hindu Hinduism point of view. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sai, you had something to say? Yeah. No. No? He was right. You're smacking your lips. <laughs> I'm saying it. We thinking you're about to say something. You over here. <laughs> we think you're about to open your mouth to say something, and we look over to you, and you're like, time check. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, it's, it's 3.20. Okay. But, um. Yeah, man. But no, I'm 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 glad you opened this topic, though. Um, what? Why are you laughing? <laughs> she just, that's the joy that she's it's getting it's from being on the Enlightened Brothers podcast. It's also difficult as hormonal teens to step into the, these these. Thank you. Right, because you want to be the oh, stoic yeah. person, mm-hmm. but what were you? What? <laughs> no, I was like, no cut challenge. Hormonal, I not know. horny. I bro, <laughs> come on, no <laughs> cut challenge. Yeah, but <laughs> like, okay, so it's all it's hard. It's difficult to be in the state when teenagers literally will get upset for no reason. That mm-hmm. was me this week. That I was about to start week? crying because Miss Masters told me why I was late. What? <laughs> what do you she mean? Told me, oh, she asked me. She was like, "Why are you late to class?" She was like, "You shouldn't be this late." And I was like, "Okay." I was about to, I was about to start crying in the bathroom. Mm. <laughs> See, that's the hormonal <laughs> teen part. <laughs> I was like, why am I crying? Yeah, yeah, hey, dang, that's tough. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, but do but you ever really grow up then? Because adults still have mental breakdowns. It's just well, like that, your sensitivity. Well, yes, also sensitivity, but in teens specifically, our brain yeah. chemistry is changing right. so more often. When you're an adult, that's why you see people as monks to where if – some if Mr. Ma- if the teacher said anything to if that was a monk if you were a monk in that situation, he would just be like, okay, and literally go to his desk and That's feel nothing from it. Except I did feel something. From right, it. they would feel absolutely nothing from it. But I mean, it's it's and this is all in the same of mind uploads and all. It's all basically this whole episode has been a focused on the mind, mm-hmm. and I mean. The mind, mind does powerful. amazing things. Yeah, absolutely powerful. powerful. Do you believe what you think in your mind can enact change on the world around you? Do you believe in manifestation? Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay, so one of my friends texted me because, you know, my intuition has been really strong since, like, December. Uh-huh. So he texted me and was like, what if your interest, intuition is, like, 
what your mind is manifesting for you. Okay. I was like, how is that even possible? Well, I mean, there are lots of views on this. Physicists would say, if anybody understands the law of large numbers, this was just a probability that something would happen. Um, <laughs> my girlfriend believes in signs. She, not long ago, asked the universe to see a blue bird. She saw a blue bird. Is that manifestation or is that just a probability that one would see a blue bird? <laughs> if <Right>. I <laughs> see, so there's lots of different things. But if you believe, there's also, you could believe it in a religious standpoint. If you pray to God, you will receive. Or if you look at it as in a world of subjective reality, if, it, if the physical universe is dependent on our consciousness, if we do, if the locus of us is in this brain or our consciousness, if our consciousness creates the world around us, which is why we all live within subjective mm -hmm. realities, that could be the force of what you think. There could be some link between your thoughts, a quantum consciousness, and the quantum mechanical systems that happen outside. Or you could only be in a simulation yourself. All of us are fake, and the simulation is dictated by what you think. Right. In that case, though, somebody with this thinking maybe constantly just sit in their room and constantly, constantly think for uh, an apple to appear in front of them. Will that happen? Who's to say? That's the problem with manifestation. It's not constant. Mm -hmm. That's right. the problem with this it. This is kind of like, it reminds me of the phenomena, phenomena such as deja vu. Right. Like, um, to think of it in, like, literal terms, mm -hmm. you know, we can't keep track of all the thoughts that we have racing in our minds every single day of yeah. every day that we've lived. So what if deja vu is just a recollection of one of those like random thoughts you had? Like, yeah. you know how you were talking about, like, what if I just like drove off the road right now? Yeah. What if deja vu is just a recollection of one of those random potential occurrences that you thought of mm. in like the past? Let me tell you guys. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's like a month ago. I was in the parking lot, and that day, it was that night, that day, that morning, I was like, I'm going to get hit by a car soon. But, like, I would oh never, I would God. never, I would never say that to myself, right? Uh -huh. Because, you know, I think I'm a good driver, personally. Mm -hmm. But, like, and then later that day, I was backing out, and this car hit me in the back. <laughs> I was like, I got. The back of your car or yeah, your actual back? No, like, my, the back of my car. She got actually hit by a car, though. Yeah. yeah. You actually got. Your body got hit by a car? Yeah. <laughs> when? Oh, my Over God. Over quarantine. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, this is like Did you know the driver? Yeah. What the? What? That's why you don't work at Zaxby's, people. What were your in injuries? <laughs> Chicken comes at a cost. Dang. <laughs> still, it's still, it's a scar that's still there. Wait, so oh, the car man. was driving past and you're, you're what, explain the story. So, I'm walking across the street, right, guys? Uh-huh. Right. Ooh. Then there's a car coming mm -hmm. mind you this person drives really fast anywhere he goes you could yeah. be driving like you know nowhere and he still drives fast mm -hmm. and he drove really he was driving really fast so i was walking the street and i heard his loud engine on the left of me so yeah. i turned around and i moved but when he was moving he moved in the direction i was moving oh, so oh he, he hit me like right here what in the gut do you ha you don't have any injuries based off of that did you go to the hospital no I, didn't, I told my mom I How tripped over a curb. She got in a she got in a fender bender, but she wasn't in a car. And I'm saying you didn't oh have God. any internal injuries. All you have is oh, like I scratching. Oh, I had like my my knee right now. Is, if I like run a lot, it starts burning up. But like 
it was blue all around my knee, blue and purple all around my knee, you know. You went to the hospital, so right? Bad. Please get this checked. No. You did it? <laughs> you're a wild no. Are you serious? Bro. I was like, you're okay, you're okay. You know? No, no, you're wild for that, bro. You are oh wild. My gosh. That is, but you're yeah. crazy. Crazy. I, like, I just put a knee brace on and called it a day. You're Damn. That, she a warrior. Like, I, my knee hurt so bad for like one week. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, if manifestation is true, then you screwed yourself on that. I see. I didn't manifest that. Well, but you thought about it. But no, no, no. You have like a like physical a awakening. Month ago, uh-huh. A month ago. A month ago, I thought about like getting hit by a car, like uh-huh. when I'm in a car. And, and I got hit happened. by a car that night. Dang. I know. I was like, wow. I have not made any contact with any other vehicles whilst in my vehicle Heck no, thus man. far, and I am very proud and thankful for that. that yeah, me too, until that. Dude, but yeah. like my friend popped it back into place, so my dad didn't pop see what <laughs> your knee. Like oh, you talking about the dead? <laughs> the dead. Oh, oh, who's his like friend? See. They got superpowers. J- Jada, Jada Wada. Jada Wada. <laughs> she bit you? <laughs> no, 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 she's no, the no, one that popped, popped it back, it back in, place. in place. Jada. Like, Thank you so much. I was so happy. You better Ooh. shout her out. <laughs> That's shout crazy, out Jada, though. Jada Wada. Hey, yo. That's crazy, son. Well, you're definitely, that meditation has turned you into some type of superhero. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're able you to. eat in car blows. I'm saying. <laughs> like a dang that. monster like, truck. It, it happened multiple times this past month, too. Like, it's not happening. What like happened multiple times? My intuition coming through. Oh, I thought you were about to say getting hit by a car. You need yeah. to start biking a school day. Jeez, man. No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Chill my intuition, intuition, my intuition, bro. Chill. It's weird. Like, it just comes out of nowhere. Like. It's like a thought that comes out of nowhere for me. Well, um, I wanted to bring one last thing up. What manifestation could be, it could derive from the uh, measurement problem. And I don't want to, it's going to be hard to explain this in two minutes. But we have the Copenhagen, the Copenhagen interpretation, which I talked about in the last ep- uh, episode 10, which is you have the quantum superposition and a conscious being collapsing the wave function, and then you get reality, right? Uh-huh. Schrodinger's cat, looking at the box, it collapses the superposition. So it could be that the probabilistic nature of phenomena in our universe derives from our own impressions of these probabilities collapsing the wave function. Most physicists will say, why the heck does a human dictate the universe? But many other theistic, spiritualistic, whatever you want to call it, say humans are the universe. A physicist would say, look at how huge the universe is. Why would a human dictate all of this huge stuff? But I was listening to a debate between a Buddhist uh-huh. and a physicist today, as you can tell. But that, that spiritual, spiritual could say that's just a different way of describing the story of what phenomena is. So it's like basically your interpreted probability of a probability. Yes, yes. So okay. that that could be what manifestation is. And if you think about it, for some reason, due to quantum fluctuations, at that point, the quantum fluctuation and your thought met at the same time, and it said, okay, the wave keeps going, but this is going to be your reality. You end up jumping onto this reality where this happens. Well, I think of manifestation as in manipulated reality, as if mm-hmm. like, well, not like those, like you see it, like you said, your girlfriend saw, wanted to see a blue bird yeah. or something like that, and she saw one. Dude, that's crude mathematics. But, like, come on, man. But like, um, <laughs> but like all these successful people, you think that you want to achieve it, so you do. Right. And that's not like, and you can't attribute that to forces of the universe attribute it to yourself right your hard work and your effort that, brought you an, to that place yeah, manipulated reality exactly that's another perspective that i wanted to say earlier is 
you manifesting could just be you tricking your own self, supplying yourself testosterone, dopamine to enjoy effort and basically act out. Okay, I'm going to do this. But that oh, bird like thing, out? I do think that was the universe. That sounds pretty cool. Heck it no, sounds pretty cool. Heck I want to see a... I was gonna say a blackbird, but that's bad luck. I want to see a purple a bird. Okay, yeah. but in that, in that thinking, hey yo, ah, made you look. In, in that thinking, okay, I turn around. When I turn back around, I want to see Saya and Emery. Oh my God, y'all! I manifested you that's guys. The in universe, my, though. That's the universe, though. That's the universe, though. That's the universe, though. I'm sleep. I'm sleep. I'm sleep. For real? Saya is two thirty, man. I mean three thirty. Guys, I have to go to work. Man. So I has to run and go get me some coupons, but I think we really covered everything that we needed. We cover everything, but I'm not. I feel like I haven't gotten There's out of the more box. Potential part two. There's so much more that we can discuss. We need to have a part two. You know, Sire, when's the next time you could come on the show? You got to come back because Anytime. I didn't. This is a great episode. Besides Saturday. We we Besides need Saturday. To, yeah. I'll be out of town. I'm going Saturdays to South Carolina. Are for the boys. But I mean. You need to come back on soon because we need a part two right. to this yeah. uh, enlightened family um, plus Saya. So yeah. now it's not just plus Saya; it's just the enlightened family. You have now been initiated as into an enlightened thank you, thank you, thank you. sister. Sister, sister. Woo! But Saya has to run and go get me some coupons from Foot Locker. Real quick before you left, mm-hmm. how have you enjoyed or enjoyed? How have you felt about your enlightened experience? I like this because you know it's. No one judges on this show. Absolutely. So, like, you're allowed to, I said show, but you're allowed no to, like, it is a show. Yeah. <laughs> speak freely of what you think about truly and not, like, hold it in all the time. You know? That is another form of enlightenment. No holds barred, baby. If you want to be a guest, come to this seat right Full here. Full send. Talk all with guests, your no boys, breaks. baby. Let's go, Episode man. 16, Saya Moore. Welcome to the Enlightened Family. Yeah, man. Your hey, boys. You'll, you'll be back Signing very off. soon since we had to cut this episode short. You yeah. had to go to work, man. Back very soon. Y'all ready to do this thing? What are we doing? We're going to say bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 before we leave, Caleb, my boy. No cut challenge success. No cut challenge. No cuts. 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 No Low gas. No, sir. On the fumes, But on this baby. podcast, I go beyond. On the fumes. Plus ultra. Chill I go beyond. Hand. Chill out with the hand, bro. What? On fumes, man. What's wrong with on the hand? I don't want to mess up the no cut challenge. <laughs> Never come on, bro. <laughs> I don't want to mess up the no cut challenge, bro. All right, Sai, I know you got to get out here, man. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on Bye, the show. Guys. You will definitely be back. Peace and love. Right. Adios.